Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and be a children's book. I am Ian. I am Chris. And I am Mark. And today we are reading Choose Your Own Adventure, book number 22, fresh off the presses from 1983, Space Patrol by Julius Goodman. It's a good name. Yeah. Good man. Good art. Good book. Yeah, the art is badass. Like, there yeah. is so much nonsense sci-fi stuff going on here. Um, you need to look this one up. This is like quintessential... Choose your own adventure, 80s space art. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the best, like, space art. Our space suit, like, it calls to mind Darth Vader, but a good guy. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's there's the Mandalorian. Some, there's some real Metroid elements, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Also, there's a little girl. Just inexplicably, there's a little girl in a space yeah. uniform. Yeah. We do have the, our finger on the trigger. Oh, no, we have, we have decent trigger discipline for pointing a gun at a child, for sure. <laughs> I think yeah. we're, we're a good, like, six inches above their head, though. There's no danger here. You guys know the, fu- the most futuristic thing on this cover is the idea that a computer could fit on a desktop. <laughs> no, I'm the just co- kidding. It's the like computer's Apple named twos. Henry. That's nice. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. Or Henry VI? Does it have, like, a, a, a superscript? Yep, uh, that is definitely a Henry <laughs> the Sixth. I'm like, it's Henry to the power of six. Oh, it's, shit. That's true. It's like exponentially more powerful than your standard Henry. Yeah, it is Henry to the, hang on, 30, 36? No. It's just to the Guys, six. I just started taking a statistics class, uh-huh. and it is troubling. Well, uh, don't you teach like language arts or something? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm getting my doctoral degree in education, and mm-hmm. they want you to take a math class, I guess. Mm. I guess it would make sense to be able to talk about, uh, you know, how, uh, like, Educational experiments uh, affect things? Question mark. Yeah, it's a, it, theoretically it's there to help me read research better, I guess. But like, here's the thing: I had my second class yesterday, and we had an activity that started with like a data set. And mm-hmm. he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. well, the first thing you got to do is put these things in order." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yes, I can do this." And he's like, <laughs> "Next thing I do is find a t value." And I was like, "Well, fuck. I guess you know what? I had the numbers in order, and then you said something that wasn't numbers. Uh, good night." Anyway, computers are crazy. Aren't they, though? Henry VI? Warning! Four exclamation points! Ooh. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages yeah, contain many different that. adventures you may have as a commander in the Space Patrol. Capital S, capital P. Your patrol is a difficult one. The galaxy is full of dangers. One mistake could be your last. Good luck! And good luck, good luck to Chris readjusting his entire audio recording setup. Hey, look, I just appreciate when you guys do that and you're not currently the one speaking because that's a lot easier to edit out. <laughs> Are you good, Chris? Yes. All right. <laughs> that was a reluctant yes. Fine. Puts the pastrami pizza down. <laughs> well, I mounted it in the pastrami pizza, so. So, like. I should have seen this coming, really. Chris is eating what's called a mustard pizza. And my only question is, if somebody said, oh, this is, oh, this, it's a pizza sauce sandwich. Would you be like, oh, yeah, that's cool and makes sense. I, I get that. I'll be patient with that idea. Or would you say, like, put that shit down and eat a regular sandwich? Idiot. Gross. Chris going to get poisoned. Yeah. I feel like it's just an open-faced sandwich, y'all. Yeah. Hey, give me one of them tomato sauce pizzas. That's. I don't. I'm lost. What's Mark, that's sensible. I like that. Mark, <laughs> Mark's portraying a sensible character. Pizza Since sauce. So I think it's a little bit strange to refer to it as a mustard pizza when, like, it's a lot more salient than there's, than there's like, pastrami on it. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, why not a pastrami pizza? And then you're like, oh, does it have marinara sauce or whatever? And you're like, no, nah, dude, it's mustard. And we're like, oh, cool. Reuben pizza. Yeah, Reuben pizza. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Because, like, well, yeah, Reuben pizza, that makes sense. Thou- hot, hot Thousand Island baking in the. Ugh. Well, it's like a vodka sauce pizza, right? Uh, no, 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 but like a, a, a pastrami and marinara sauce, that sounds gross. Yeah, but mustard and pastrami, yes. That's, that's, you know, that's Tuesday. Mustard and marinara sauce, bad soup. It's Friday. It's a bad Friday. None of this is usable. Yeah, we, 
We got to stop trying to do goofs and just read a book. <laughs> we're not funny. We are good at reading. Yeah. Prepare to be educated. Listeners, we're sorry for telling these jokes. We'll stop. Yeah. yeah, we'll get out of the way so you can enjoy the text. We've had a lot of feedback that we should stop, and I quote, trying to be funny right. and just read the book. <laughs> so we're going to try that. You are the commander and pilot of Space Rescue Emergency Vessel The Third. You are also the sole passenger aboard SREV The Third, unless you count Henry, the ship's computer, which would be a good idea. It would be a good idea. Hold on. It would be a good idea to count to the count computer yeah. as a resident of this ship. Right. It's okay. a, you're, the, you're the only passenger if you're an idiot. Right. Henry, who is the eighth model of his type, which is weird because there's definitely a six on the front of the book. Yeah, I'll bet they'll explain it in the story. Just like, don't marry this one because it won't turn out well. Henry VIII is very sophisticated and, according to General Computers, capital Capital G, G, capital capital C, C. I don't, oh, the company that made him, he is absolutely reliable. And absolutely reliable is in suspicious italics. I need to get that across to the audience. Yeah, we actually, can we throw Henry out of the airlock immediately? Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't let you do that, narrator character. General Computers is a pretty weirdly bad name for a computer company, right? I don't think so. I think it is. it follows in a pattern of like General Electric, right? And General Motors, General Computers. Sergeant Circuits, uh, Major Keyboards, <laughs> General Lu- Computers. Lieutenant Electrics. Admirable Monitors. Nope, that's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Admirable Monitors is actually a reasonable name for a monitor company, though. Uh-huh. It's like, what, what's, what is it, what's good about these monitors? Like, I don't know. Just look at them. Look at them. You're just basking the glory of these monitors. Yeah, they're very, they help old ladies cross the street. You are a member of the Space Patrol, capital S, capital P. <laughs> corporal, corporal keyboards. I like it. Yeah, thank you. You are a 23rd century policeman, proud to wear the bright crimson and gold of the patrol. Okay. Crimson and gold. Crimson and gold, crimson and gold, crimson and gold. One of your major duties as commander in the patrol is to be on the lookout for the pirates that constantly raid the traffic between Venus, Earth, Mars, and their satellites, and the satellites of those planets not hospitable to human life. Who's raiding those satellites? They're not hospitable to human life. And, like, what are we sending them? Why? Yeah. It's, they just keep stealing terraforming equipment. Like, one day we'll make them hospitable as soon as we get these damn pirates sorted. We just have to keep sending more and more terraforming equipment, hoping yeah. that some of it will get through, and then the more, more pirates just show up. What's funny is that we keep buying back terraforming equipment from the pirates. Yeah. <laughs> you spend six months in space, then go planetside for six months of rest and recreation. The tour of duty you are on now will be over in a few weeks. Patrol regulations say you must not go into space during your vacation. Not even to a planet's moon. Oh, but that's so close. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, if a planet's moon counts as space, then, like, yeah. the planet is also in space. Right? Isn't everyone just made of mostly space when you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave space. You guys, I'm just, I like the idea of a planet-bound vacation where we, where we aren't even allowed to go into space. Well, we'll see if that's an option, okay? Good. I hope it is. I would like to choose that option uh, in advance, please. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% on board for avoiding space as far mm-hmm. as possible in the book Space Patrol. Yeah. Your superiors want to make sure you don't even think of space during your rest. Cool. I can I cannot think about space. Look at how relaxed we look. Look how relaxed Henry looks. Yeah. Henry looks high for a robot. He's super lazy. He's probably doing a bunch of robot drugs. You have been thinking a lot about vacation on Venus this time. It's one of the universe's best-known pleasure spots. Acid rain, surface temperatures of 500 degrees. Yeah, but it's where women are from, so... Good point, good point. Suddenly, Henry interrupts your pleasant thoughts of vacation. Oh, Henry. Commander, meteorite debris dead ahead. Should I handle the evasive maneuvers, or do you want the controls? God, we can't be bothered, Henry. We're on vacation. We're not. We're about to be on vacation. Ugh, okay. Normally, Henry would handle this routine better, but things have been dull lately, and Henry feels you need some action. That's why we're trying to go to Venus. Hey-o! Pretty pretty judgy, Henry. Yeah. I feel like you need legs. Fuck you. How about that shit? Follow me up the stairs. Oh, you can't. Like, Henry looks like this is a movie, and they needed to build a robot that they could have a small person walking around inside, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a, sh- a shelter for a small person to just walk around inside of it. Yeah, Henry is the Dalek R2-D2 model robot. Yeah. <laughs> With a PC mounted atop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we take the controls, or do we let Henry do it so we can continue dreaming about vacation? God damn it. Well, I'm on page 45 already, because I do not wish to go into space. Yeah, fuck doing work. 
Yep. All right. This is how this week's going to go, huh? Space Patrol. Uh-oh. Well, good. <laughs> is this uh, a record? Guys. Unfortunately, hidden among the meteorites is an unexploded bomb left over from the second solar system war 50 years ago. You know, capital S, capital S, capital S, capital W, <laughs> that war. SSSW. Or, or probably SSWII. The Super Saiyan system war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Henry's course takes you too close, much too close, and you, Henry, and the ship are instantly vaporized at the end. <laughs> yeah, forever vacation. That's what we you get. Have to, we did not have to get go to space. This is a Puritan work ethic fable about how it's fine to take vacations, but while you're on the job, you're fucking on the job. Yeah, even if it's like almost you're about to not be on the job, you better be on the mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're stealing from your employer. To be clear, we don't know if it's fine to take vacations. We could very well get, like, eaten by robots the second we, like, decide to vacation. That's true. That's true. But can we also visit the idea for a second that, like, computers now can drive, navigate you? And and the presupposition is that Henry is, like, the eighth, super fancy, whatever. And, like, he couldn't even fly us away from a bomb. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we would have done any better. I mean, we're about to find out, and it turns out we will, I'm sure, but still. I'll take over, Henry. You put your hands on the controls and start to thread your way between the meteorites. The radio crackles. SREV the second or SRB the third. Closest vessel, please respond immediately to Outer Rings of Saturn. Capital O, capital R, capital S. Over. Either of you can handle the call. Maybe you should take it. Some action might feel good. (laughs) That's why you're going to Venus. On the other hand, why stick your neck out only a few weeks before your tour of duty ends? Yeah, we are getting too old for this shit we're so close to retirement besides you're in the midst of meteorites yep so do we take the call or we decide to let stevie ray yvonne the second handle it i mean i say we turn to page 13 and see how they kill us this time okay we're gonna continue to take the vacation option yeah vacation time henry tell hq that srev the second is closer than we are they should take the call your hands feel good on the controls. See, I, thought that you... was Hen- I thought that was going to be your line to Henry, where you're like, Henry, your hands feel good on the controls. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they feel good. It's no motor glider, but... Mm. I'm picturing our hands on the controls and Henry's hands on our hands, ghost style. Like ghost, yeah. Uh, we kind of like lean back into him. He's, um, his computer monitor is pressing down into the small of our neck. Mm. <laughs> it's very seductive. The debris thins out. Then it's gone entirely. Henry is getting a little pushy, you think. Maybe he needs a brain overhaul at the end of your tour. Yeah. Which is what you do to people who are a little too pushy. Yep. Lobotomize them. That's what they did with uh, that Kennedy kid. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see concussion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry, aren't we due for a visual hull check about now? Yes. I was going to remind you in about an hour. One hour. That's plenty of time to view the new Hollow film, Star Wars Episode 42. Yes. Good fun joke. Roasted the motherfuckers. Take that, George Lucas and uh, Disney. Also, like, pretty prescient, though, right? Because, like, yeah. Disney has announced that, you're like, yeah, we're just going to keep cranking out Star Wars movies. I know we said trilogy, but fuck off. We're just going to keep making them. Yeah, what we meant to say was trilogy of trilogies. Did we say trilogy of trilogies? We meant trilogy of trilogy of trilogies. Are you guys familiar with uh, Exponentiation? Yeah, basically 27 films by the end of 2021, 943 films by the end of 2022. Until the universe is nothing but Star Wars films. Yep. Nature abhors a vacuum, and we are going to fill it with Star Wars films. So goddamn many. On the other hand, you might just as well get the whole check over with. Besides, after the meteorite storm would be a good time to check for damage. (laughs) Do you watch the new Hollow film or you do the whole inspection? I think my answer Jesus. is already Why long. is this book like this? Yeah, this book sucks. No, it's, it's amazing. It keeps letting us do nothing. It does. And only, so far, it's only killed us once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like, we're definitely watching Star Wars Episode 42, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to see if it'll let us just have a relaxing vacation. Oh, my the God. Book. I just scrolled past a page where we're eating a hoagie. So, like, this is not yes. the last choice like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Henry, run that new hollow we just got, will you? You settle down in your relaxer chair in the lounge. That, okay, so I wish that we could go back, I mean, I'm sure we can, and catalog the various different chairs that we've Mm -hmm. used. Body mold command chair. Body mold command chair. Foam jelly chair. (laughs) Foam jelly chair, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I I do kind of want to, like, editorialize this into the EPM canon. 
that there is a relaxer chair. Just like, you know how sometimes like people be like, fan theory, uh, Star Wars and The Hateful Eight take place in the same universe. And then they explain why that makes sense. Right, right, right. I want to do that with this. Why don't we just start using like a relaxer chair as a fill-in for a chill pill? Where like if somebody's getting too <laughs> heated, we're like, why don't you go sit in a relaxer chair? Yeah, you need to take a load off. Yeah, in a relaxer chair. Just as the movie is getting exciting, you hear Henry whispering to you. <laughs> Gross. We're the only two people on the ship. Henry, just talk like a... Yeah, talk with your normal voice. Don't sneak up behind us and like yeah. put your weird computer tongue in our ear. Well, that's because you're in the relaxer chair, I think, is the issue. Mm-hmm. Shh, let it happen. Commander... Commander, there's a radiation storm approaching. Now what do you do? Write it out and continue watching your program, or hide from it somewhere? Wait, hide from a radiation storm? Now which idea seems dumb? (laughs) Maybe if we're behind this rock, it won't see us. Yeah, don't, don't, you gotta slow your breathing so the radiation storm doesn't find you. Radiation storms can track movement, so as long as you keep perfectly (laughs) still. The SREV2 likes a flare and waves it around its head. The radiation storm <laughs> lurks off in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll, roll for stealth. Uh, oh, guys, we did put that uh, hot pink leopard print paint job on the outside of the SREV3. So. It was so useful when we were camoing in the hot pink leopard print galaxy. It was, but now we're trying to take a vacation on Venus, which, again, is just acid rain. <laughs> Henry, is any protection nearby? A spaceship, guy. A small asteroid, Commander. You'd really like to finish watching the film. If you decide to stay where you are and weather the storm, 39, if you decide to pilot to the asteroid, 15. Trienta y nueve, por favor. Oh my God, we're going to continue doing nothing, huh? We got to watch that movie. It's, it's so good. Mark, you're putting it in all the wrong terms. We're not doing nothing. We are committed to watching this hollow film. You know, it, it kind of counts as research for work, right? It does, because we're in the space, and that's probably in the space. And Star Wars are probably happening left and right. That's why yeah. we have the Space Patrol for them. It's not even a film. It's uh, they're, they're serials now, but they're, they're news serials. Documentaries, really. Documentaries. Those who refuse to learn from the past. Okay, so 39, we are just watching our movie. The ship is uh, assaulted by a radiation field. If we didn't build our ship out of radiation-proof stuff, that is not on us. The Hollow ends about 40 minutes later. Well, Henry, I guess it's time to do that hull inspection. Then you remember, oh wait, what happened with the radiation storm? What's letting up now, Commander? The- See, I am vindicated. The radiation storm just passed us by. Is it safe to do the hull inspection? I couldn't tell you, Commander, Henry says haughtily. Some of my sensors were damaged. Henry sounds as though he's blaming you. Oh, Henry, like the candy bar, you're probably okay, you say. (laughs) But you go through a system check anyway. Henry, it looks as if there's some damage to those sensors of yours. Yes, Commander, that's what I just fucking told you. I'm sure the rad storm has died down enough to do that hull inspection and replace those sensors. This page was bullshit. Did did you guys know? I mean, did you guys see that storm do all that hacky sack, though? (laughs) He said he thought his circuitry had been damaged, but you can find nothing wrong. He seems a little strange. But maybe you're just imagining it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you've been alone on this ship for too long, guy. Get back to that hollow film. Maybe there is no Henry. Yeah. Like the candy bar. No Henry? No Henry. <laughs> it's just an empty wrapper. Yeah, it's like a honey frio Henry. You could call a repair ship, but if they find nothing wrong, you'll look foolish. Besides, it might worry Henry, and the paperwork will take days to complete. Maybe you should keep an eye on Henry. It might be nothing after all. So do we call a repair ship, or do we decide to keep an eye out for trouble? Actually, which one of these is less work? Yeah. Right? Um, well, because us keeping an eye out for trouble is like watching Star Wars 43. Right. Okay, it's like, okay but here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. If we call the repair ship, then we can nap immediately, and we will have to do paperwork later. Oh, that's true. It's like, um, we oh, we put in all the groundwork, right? Like, when, like oh, I pressed start on the dishwasher. Right, like the, the now now the dishwasher's washing the dishes. All right, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing for else me I to can do. do. Yeah. yeah, it's in God's hands now. But guys, it's easier to not push start on the dishwasher. Yeah, but we have to keep an eye out for the dirty no, dishes. No, no, I no, guess. no. I think I think keep an eye out is what you say when you're actually going to do nothing. Okay. Yeah. Twenty nine. Like, oh, keep your keep an eye on your sister, and you're like, cool, and then you fucking watch TRL for three hours until your mom gets home. Yeah. See, <laughs> see how many see how many bakugans you can fit in your mouth. Three I get hours it. of TRL. Yeah. Nine bakugans. But only when they're curled up as a ball, because if they spring open, uh, you 
you're done. What the fuck is a Bakugan? This week, Carson Daly tries to eat 17 Bakugans. I know what a Bakugan is. I'm assuming it's basically like a... Like a <laughs> you guys... Is this a Star Wars alien? <laughs> Whatever. What, what was that anime with the... Uh, with the tops? No, I made a joke that I thought you would get, but... Because <laughs> I, I don't really get it. I think Bakugan are like... Um, it's a collectible toy that is a sphere until you throw it, and then it turns into a monster. And then you eat them? Uh, no. The, jo- the joke was that you could fit rolled up Bakugan uh, in, your, in your mouth. Hang on. Is it kind of like Skylanders? I think so, yeah. It's collectible little toys, uh, mm-hmm. but also like Pokemon and also like Digimon. So you should have just said Digimon. Well, you can't put Digimon in your mouth. Bakugan are perfect spheres until you throw them into the battle plane, and then they become monsters. The battle plane? I don't know if that's what it's really called. Isn't everyone normal until you throw them into the battle plane, and then they become a monster? (laughs) Isn't that just what the battle plane does to people? You're either a monster or you're dead. Mm -hmm. War is hell. (laughs) Battle plane makes monsters. Bakugan. Bakugan never changes. Whatever it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, lo- I love the smell of wet plastic in the morning. <laughs> you decide you are probably crazy. Henry seems perfectly okay. You're sure you'll have no problem making it to the end of your tour. <laughs> the, I think the goal of this book is to make it to vacation. It literally is. It sounds like it's it at just this point. don't die until you can go to Venus. Yeah, just be cool. And they, they seem pretty okay to let us not have adventures along the way. Yeah. So I don't know if it's good podcasting, but it's at least a different tech. (laughs) Well, Henry, everything looks fine. Your new sensors are working perfectly. Thanks, Commander, Henry says with a sparkle in his voice. Yes, noted sparkle. Which way shall we head? Good question, Henry, you reply cheerfully. Again, marked cheer. (laughs) Noted cheer. Yes. Do you head for the inner planets or you head out to Pluto's orbit? Neither of these have any explanation of why you would choose them. Which one is the one where we get to look out the window and eat a hoagie? Because I really do want to get to that page. <laughs> I'd like to go to Planet Hoagie, please. <laughs> Listen, if I was a hoagie magnate based on Earth, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd branch out all the way to Pluto. If you were Larry's of Larry's Giant Subs fame? Mm-hmm. I would make a, I would make a hoagie that connected Earth to the moon. The thing is, though, you got to compete with Planet Pizza from Toy Story. Oh, that's true. Not if you work together. They're, they're, listen, the universe is a big place. They're going to need pizza and hoagies. Uh, why not work together? So are we going interplanets? I think we got to, right? Yeah. Yep. This area is the most densely populated of the solar system. You pass Earth and are coming up on Venus. You're about to tell Henry you've decided to do an orbit around the sun and head back out, because that's just a thing you do. Yeah, that's a thing you do. Well, see, so you're, you're a beat cop. You know, you got to patrol the area. I'm going to do an orbit around the sun. I'll see you in a year. Yeah. Uh, SREV1, you've spent five months of fuel uh in all of a month what the fuck are you doing eyes where we're going we don't need eyes what bakugan where we're going we don't need bakugan (laughs) dr weir put the bakugan down (laughs) don't put the baku dr weir don't put the bakugan in your mouth You're about to tell Henry you've decided to do an orbit around the sun and head back out when a distress call comes in from the Earth-Venus shuttle. Oh, the Earth-Venus shuttle. It's not a very popular route. There's only the one. Any patrol vessel, repeat, any patrol vessel, this is Dr. Armand Grotch, physician (laughs) aboard the shuttle Mary Ferry. Ugh. Dr. Crotch, was it? Uh, Dr. Cross aboard the Mary Ferry. Honestly, I've been calling for help for six months. Haven't yet got one ship that didn't just make fun of me a bunch and then hang up. I'm choking to death on my mustache that's gone down my throat and I can't get it back out. Mustache and stale air. We have 10% oxygen. I zipped my ding dong into the fly on my spacesuit again. My name literally is Arm and Crotch. That is what my name is. (laughs) I want you to picture a a dick with an arm and that's who you're talking to right now. And a mustache. We've established and some sort of way to communicate. Respecting the canon, I must also have a mouth and a mustache. Yeah. We have a medical emergency, and it's that the rest of my body is gone, (laughs) and I'm just a crotch, arm, mustache, and mouth. Repeat, medical emergency. That part is actually in the book. Dr. Grotch, this is a commander of SREV the third. 
What seems to be the trouble? Over. Commander, we have a case of... Dr. Grutch stops. You can hear an argument in the background. <laughs> the argument's like, we can't call it that. That's racist. <laughs> We've got to report it. But we're not certain. I am. Do you know what will happen to the Earth if we touch down with this disease aboard? I'm not a disease. I'm your son. Then you hear Dr. Grutch talking again. Commander, uh, we have a case of Venusian swamp fever aboard. <gasps> over Venusian swamp fever. God, Gross. Jesus! Yeah, nasty. Gross. That makes your turns your dick into a swamp. Yeah, definitely pick this up at one of those Venusian whorehouses, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really embarrassing to talk about. That's what they were arguing about. Like, don't tell them what we got. I, my name's Dr. Grotch, and now my crotch is fucked up. Do you have any idea how much how people make fun of me all the time to begin with? It's a portmanteau of gross and crotch. <laughs> we have to tell them we got it from trading mouthpieces on the band trip. <laughs> oh, you see, I need a very special mouthpiece to accommodate my mustache. <laughs> my dad will literally kill me if he thinks that I did a smooch at this band camp trip. Venusian swamp fever is deadly, and it causes a very painful death. There's no known cure, and since it's highly infectious, it can wipe out millions of people in 24 hours. Whoops. Wow. Yowzers. Wait, how, how long has he been trying to hail for help, then? Also, the, the speed at which it wipes people out is inversely proportional to the number of people it has infected. <laughs> yeah, if only 10 people have it, they actually live longer. There's like a feedback resonance thing where, like, the more uh, cases you have, the stronger it gets in each individual case. So mm. they're actually fine if they lift on their own. Yeah, they just now they just live there now. This is kind of a cool idea for a disease. Doc Grotch. Let's have those people in the China Disease Lab whip us up one of these. Yeah, that boutique China Disease Lab. Uh -huh. that's, that's, all the, that's all the hot topic rage. That's right. Listen, once this comes out in like two weeks, either we'll all be dead or it'll have been a distant memory. So That's right. How did somebody get a dose of it now, you wonder? Well, it's no matter. You know what you have to do. You, you say cocking the hammer of your gun? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like... The ship's gun? It's easy. Yeah. Torpedo lock, right? Yeah. Oh, we never received a distress call. That's the trouble with space patrols, that you're judge, jury, and executioner. Is that the trouble, or is that just the hero that they need you to be? Yeah. Heavy lies the head. That wears the crimson and gold space patrol helmet. Mmm, <laughs> I like it. Dr. Grotch, please let me speak to your pilots. Pilot Joy Olivelt here! Under the authority of the Space Patrol, I hereby direct you to change course immediately to the flight path my computer will give you in a moment. It does take you into the middle of the sun. Yeah, we found this really cool patch of meteorites that we want you to check out. <laughs> Don't worry, there's not an unexploded ordinance there. Just let your auto-nav computer get you through and it'll be no problem. Yeah, how does he feel about bombs? You guys seen that new Star Wars 42? You should check out that Star Wars 42. Yeah, it's about, it takes us about an hour to get to the minefield. It'll take us about an hour to watch the uh, Star Wars 42. It's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, kind of a weird laugh. I don't sleep anymore. <laughs> I must warn you that if you do not change course within five seconds, I am empowered to vaporize your ship immediately. In addition, well, yeah. In addition, Ian, I wasn't done. Uh, <laughs> Ian, you gotta let me. You gotta let me talk. I guess. I mean, like, Ian, just, just Ian, let us change course. I just want to change course. In addition, Ian, I have your ship under total surveillance. You're capital so T, capital S. <laughs> Anything leaving your ship will be destroyed. Do you understand? Yes, Commander. Henry, send them a course to take them into the sun. Holy shit, Ooh. that's actually what's happening. Yeah, you say with the mic channel wide open. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, you, then you play like uh, whack-a-mole for the next hour, shooting all these escape pods down. <laughs> Oh, did I say into the sun? You you misheard me. I you thought I said into the sun. I said into the fun zone. Yeah, the fun zone. R real close, uh, close enough to the sun to melt the skin off your ship. <laughs> Life's more fun when you can experience the fun without the fun being filtered through skin. Yeah, bones fun. You're welcome. You really feel it. Put the fun directly into your muscle tissue. <laughs> The Mary Fairy changes course, and you fly in close escort. Not that close, though, because they're going to get vaporized in the sun. It has two hours before it will run into the sun and be vaporized, as though colliding with a wall. 
Fiducian swamp fever is a terrible disease. Five minutes after contact with the disease, the victim's temperature soars. After 15 minutes, his limbs fall off. After 25, none of the shit that we made up was fake. This is a fucking talking mustache with an arm, and he's yeah. got a, a, a Venusian bordello disease, and they're going to fly him into the sun. We called yeah. this whole book. Mark, <laughs> that means you're the most equipped to be our space doctor. I'm Space Nostradamus. Yeah. After 25 minutes, his body starts to expand until he is as round as a ball. Then mm-hmm. he blows up, releasing trillions of viruses to infect other people. But it's two hours until we run into the sun. They'll all be exploded yeah. in a quarter of that time. You get Dr. Grotch on the radio again and learn that the person with the disease hasn't blown up yet. You're not sure how this person got the disease, but if you can get him into a life pod before he blows up, there's a chance that you may not have to destroy the ferry and all its passengers. Life pod's a weird word for a thing you're going to shoot into the sun to die. (laughs) (laughs) It's really more of a death pod at this point. For For real, though, why would we do this? Like, why would we risk millions of lives on the off chance we can get him into a life pod? Like, we're already cool with... This tactic, no one's raised any objections. Pilot yeah. Arnvelt is like, yeah, cool, whatever. I get it. <laughs> I just oh, need fuck, the location of a sun. I was already going to do it. Yeah. I should know where any suns were. There it is. The fairy does as you direct, and the victim is safely ejected about five minutes before he starts to expand. At this point in the disease, the fever subsides, and the victim becomes lucid, totally aware of what is happening right up to the second he explodes. Holy shit. Yeah, this is a fucked up book. This is a very bad disease. I feel like we were just, like, eating hoagies and hanging out, watching Star Wars for a while, and then it's like, now you have to figure out how to stop a biological attack, and the only weapon you have is bullets. Once again, copyright owner Ari Montgomery is trying to punish you for being lazy. It's true. It's like, oh, you were going to just like take the lazy way through the book? What if I give you horrific nightmares for the rest of your life? You know what I think it is? Uh, a, a, a true like patrolman, like a true EMT or like a true fireman, they only, they wait for like 99% of the time. And then that 1% is like insane, you know, watch people explode kind of High thing. stakes, yeah. 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 The victim aboard the life pod wants to talk to you on the radio, but he can't through all the screaming that he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he's Tetsuo. <laughs> It must be something very important. Turn to page 48. Commander, I must confess, says the victim. I didn't know what was happening. I've got to tell you all this before I die. I was told to pick up this capsule and bring it back. What capsule? From whom? Bring it back where? You need facts. In the Venus spaceport, I never saw anybody. I was bringing it back to Charon, you know. Pluto's moon. Uh, we have a base there. Can you tell all of this to the SREV2? I am about to go on vacation. We? You can't help interrupting, even though he has seconds left. We're uh, a group of mercenaries. Cool. The pain's decided for just a moment so I can get through this uh, paragraph of text without passing out. <laughs> oh, it says revolutionists, Mark. They have ideals. They're not about money. Sorry, I was too busy exploding to read the text closely. <laughs> yeah. We're a group of revolutionists. We want to get rid of our peaceful civilization. We feel the old philosophy of war brought out the best in humanity. Weird. This is a a weird paragraph. Yeah, maybe he deserves to explode painfully, huh? (laughs) Sounds like a real dickhead. But honest, I didn't know it was swamp fever that I was picking up. He sobs loudly. My group is collecting deadly viruses from all over, but mostly from the disease research centers on Pluto and Uranus to use to spread... Dissension and disorder. You see how hard Mark tried to say Uranus instead of Uranus and threw <laughs> off the whole rest of his cadence in that sentence, like waiting for us to jump yeah, on you it. Can and just we did. Like you would hear he the went, Herculean effort. Yeah, Uranus, Oranos. <laughs> no, I just like that. There's there's a disease center on Uranus. Yeah, <laughs> there sure is. You get that checked out. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm a carrier. I'm asymptomatic. It's not really. It's a disease center, but I don't suffer from it. You know. My group is collecting deadly viruses from all over, but mostly from the disease research centers on Pluto and your anus to use <laughs> to spread planet. dissension disorder among the populated planets. But how, you break in. Right now, we're working on an operating base in the asteroid belt. We'll work our plan from there. It's, it's too late. He never finishes. The explosion destroys both him and the communicator. Oh my God, this is grisly. And he didn't even get to finish. Uh-uh. His... Sex thing. Yeah, his definite sex thing. Yeah. I mean, he's got Venusian swamp fever, so, like, that really just puts you in... You feel like you're about to explode. Yeah, I mean, he was like, oh, I'm gonna die. I want to get one last nut before I go. Mm -hmm. And then his arms balloon, and, like, he can't reach anything. But, oh, also his dick balloons. Dick balloons. Dick balloons. 
Secret agent. I'm Dr. Dick Balloons, the captain of the Mary Ferry. You've got to help me, Doctor. I've got the swamp fever on my butthole. I'm Mary Ferry, captain of the SS Dick Balloons. We heard your distress signal. No, no, we're cool. <laughs> we'll wait for the next ship. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We I think I think we got, uh, I got I got like a hoagie back here. Uh, I could probably make that last for a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go. Uh, we're fine. Goodbye. Does How your are you? ship have engines, or are you just cruising through space in those giant dick-shaped balloons? How does that even work? There's no atmosphere. Come fly with me <laughs> on my giant dick balloon. <laughs> HQ sends more patrol ships to escort the ferry on its trip to the sun. So far, no more cases have shown up. And it likely won't have to be destroyed. You're glad for that. Well, but they're still taking a trip to the sun, so you can tell yourself whatever helps you sleep, vacation man. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, there's like three patrol ships, and they all press the button that vaporizes it, but only one of them is hooked up, and they don't know which one. Yeah, so nobody really takes the blame. That's right. Now you feel you should investigate what the victim told you, but you're not sure what to do. Do you watch a hollow film instead? Yeah, Star Wars 43. If you decide to go to Chardon and check out the base, or if you decide to try to find the new base in the asteroid belt, 52. I don't mean to be pedantic, but if we're going to be saying it a lot, I think it's Charon. Chardon? Or Chardon, yeah. like uh, Ariel Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either Charon or Ariel Sharon. So both of those are smart. My Sharona. There it is. Yeah. Episode title. Uh, fuck it. Let's, let's go straight to Pluto and launch some missiles in them. Well, so, but the base is where they're doing their research. Yeah, well, I mean, they can't do much research if all their friends are dead, right? I'm just going to take a peek. Does 52 have a hoagie? It does not. Does 3 have a hoagie? Can someone confirm whether or not 3 has a scrolling hoagie? Scrolling to 3, scrolling to 3. <laughs> yeah. uh, negative on hoagie. All right, let's go to 52, because it has a 3 choice at the bottom, which Ooh. seems pretty cool. I feel, uh, you know, I don't want to jinx this, but I feel like with every page, we're just getting further and further away from that hoagie. Yeah, the, there's no way that the story goes from deadly disease going to wipe out the galaxy back to hoagie. <laughs> That's <is> a <laughs> one-way trip. You think we've crossed this sort of hoagie line? Yeah, where there's, for, a, there's a hoagie on? event horizon, and we have moved on the other side of it. There's yeah, no going back. We've, oh, we've really crossed the hoagie con. If we could have stayed in <laughs> vacation mode for one more page, we would have been in hoagie town. You decide it's got to be the asteroid belt. There's no telling how far along the criminals are in their plans, and you must stop them. The only problem is, the asteroid belt is immense. It's a whole fucking belt. It goes all the way around the sun. That's a good point. Its orbit is greater than that of Earth. And Mars? Or is it between us and Mars? I can't remember. Uh, no, Mark. It's not between us and Mars. It's on the other side of Mars. It's on the other side of Mars. Okay, that's what I thought. Because it's the thing that separates the inner planets from the outer planets. I think so. You call yourself a belt Loda. In addition, the mining and manufacturing operations that go on there could provide a cover for just about anything. Also, everyone has a really dumb accent that Mark will have to do. Mm -hmm, Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah, some language. Well, you already uh, uh, bragged about taking, well, <laughs> almost taking a class. You had shit on you, and you didn't take the class. But <laughs> right. you, you, were, you were closer to taking the class than any of us have ever been. I hate how you remember this story. <laughs> I, do, I, I really think it's funny. I like that story a lot. <sighs> Oh, Mark can speak Belta. Oh, no, wait, he can't. He could just get shit all over himself like an idiot. And in the uh, podcast. Henry, you say, thinking fast, we need lots of data sorted quickly. Ian, it's your time to shine. Put in those T values. Oh, shit. I, I, guys, really, honestly, I have a panic moment now because you called on me to do math. <laughs> I'm trying to look up pictures of Bakugan, and it's not working Stop for me. Stop looking at Bakugan and do the podcast. I'm listening. I just can't do the T values because I don't know what that means yet. With Henry to help, you sort through all the data you can find about the asteroid belts. You end up with three interesting discoveries. One, a resort is being built on one large asteroid. Your data shows that more material is being shipped there than is needed. It sounds like a secret lab. Uh, it sounds like that thing we were joking about before where we keep shipping resources yeah. to uninhabitable <laughs> yeah. planets, right? Yep. Two, in one area of the belt, an unusually high number of people have disappeared. Three, another spot appears to be an energy drain, in quotes. That is, large amounts of energy seem to be disappearing, in quotes, in the spot. So that third one is thermodynamically impossible and also a sign right. that the evil power master is around, right? Well, or there's like a, like a black site that hasn't been reported. All, all three of these could conceivably be secret base. But which one has sandwiches? Oh, shit. Resort. I mean, resort has sandwiches yeah, resort, and vacation. Resort is our one chance to get back to Hoagie from here. Resort checks a lot of... Resort is our last hope. Help me, resort choice. You're <laughs> our only chance for Hoagies. 
Alternately. Okay, okay. What if somebody left the front door of the fridge open? Hmm? And that would explain where all the energy is going? Yeah. yeah. Huh. And, and what's inside that fridge? Nothing but cold cuts, baby. It's so weird that the planet's made of bread and the fridge is full of cold cuts. Is this heaven? <laughs> but first, we're going to 71 to check out the resort. Mm-hmm. Henry, let's go to the resort construction site. It sounds like the least likely spot. The book says flipping us off, but that doesn't mean anything. The book says flipping itself off, I guess. Yeah, just wasting ink, just wasting ink in <laughs> space. This could be hoagie la- language. Yeah. Uh, Henry squares you with a look. You know he's thinking, we both know we're going for hoagies, right? There's, you say you're going to investigate, but this is a hoagie run. I know your hoagie run look when you get it, Commander. Yeah, I helped you research these asteroids. This is the only one with refrigerators and bread. Mm-hmm. And Subway. Sounds illogical, but you're the commander. You fly over to the construction site. Yeah, don't ever forget it, robot. Are you fucking kidding me? That tone, but you're the commander? You have a brain hole overhaul of that motherfucker but post-haste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need your second brain overhaul in two minutes. No, it's so painful. Oh, it's painful. It's, oh, I guess you shouldn't backtalk. Yeah, I am the commander. Enjoy your second brain overhaul. Fuck face. <laughs> Maybe the new robot who shows up in your where your brain used to be will be respectful. Yeah, we're going to th- just throw you in the trash and get a new robot. Because you're disposable, Henry. You're the eighth. What do you think happened to the first seven? Motherfucker, I threw him in the trash, Henry. You think Henry the eighth was a model name? No, motherfucker. It's what I call my first... It's, my, it's what I call my eighth goddamn robot. Yeah, you are Henry, the eighth Henry we've had in this ship because I have a short fuse and a real good robot smashing hammer. I fucking ate one piece by piece. And it didn't, it didn't even do anything. And you're telling me not to go get hoagies. Do you remember Henry V? I cut him into two parts. That's a Shakespeare joke. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> Henry sure Henry V is in parts one and two. Take us to this place, you fucking robot. You fly over to the construction site, unsure how much of that you'll keep. One end of the asteroid has been cut flat, like that segment will be. Yeah, cool. The rock removed is being used to construct a large dome there, a dome made of hoagies. Yeah, a lot of rock. So you took the rock away to build a new dome out of rock. Yeah, so yeah, we cut away part of the planet and then replaced it with the part of the planet we cut away in the shape that it previously was. That's make work. I mean, you have a government contract and yeah. it, it's for three years. You might as well take the We're three. digging ditches and we're filling them back in. Yeah, Just new dirt. Planet-sized ditches. Uh-huh. The place looks perfectly ordinary, except for all the bullshit nonsense work. <laughs> yeah. Then Henry says, Commander, I have a thought. A construction worker might find out firsthand something that uh, somebody just looking around wouldn't see. It, uh, it, should be, it, should be, it should be easy to get yourself hired as a worker. In a day or two, you would know if anything fishy is going on. And after six months, you qualify for vacation. And then it's like... Double vacation. Fucking Henry, the robot who supposedly knows us so well, just recommended that we get hired for a job and yeah. work hard for a couple an, days. An what extra fucking job. asshole. It's insane. Henry. Who does he think we are? It's time for that brain lobotomy. Bring in Henry the Ninth. Yeah, let's wipe this robot's brain. Can we do that before we do anything else? Or do we have to fucking... Contrary to all the decisions you've made up to this point, you like Henry's plan. But you're also thinking of the direct approach. Good idea, Henry. I have another possibility. I could pretend I'm bringing in a load of Venusian swamp virus and see what happens. I'm a good bluffer. <laughs> hey, if this isn't the markest of choices. Right? <laughs> uh, Wait. It's an old code, sir, but it checks out. Also, they've got like a planet-destroying amount of virus on board. Let's just bring them in. Whoa, yeah. fellas, tell you what. I used to have a big load of Venusian swamp virus in the back, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, I brought the super plague. Can I dock with my super plague? Yeah, don't, I mean, don't tell the guy, don't tell the guy on customs that that's what you have. No, that's the plan is to tell customs that's what we have. Um, well, worst case scenario, we have to fly into the sun. So, oh my God, what is, read this option. It says, if you try your idea, make up a false hollow tooth and turn to 92. <laughs> Are we putting this disease in our mouth? We don't have the disease, Mark. It's a, it's, a, it's a bluff. We're good bluffers. But we are hollowing out one of our teeth. Yeah, why are we hollowing out teeth? No, no, no. We're, it's a fake hollow tooth. You guys, it's a fake hollow tooth. How is it fake hollow? To pretend, well, it's okay, but it's a fake tooth that's real hollow and, fa- and no virus. That's a fake tooth real hollow. How many, tooth, how many spare teeth holes do we have in our mouth? Look, all I'm saying is this is going to ruin our ability to eat hoagies at least for an hour. That plan is off the table. 
No, I, I mean, we, we're we doing this plan. Executive override. I love this plan so much. And also, I don't get it, and we're doing it. <laughs> Hoagies! Henry, I'm going to try the direct approach, which apparently means the direct approach where you <laughs> claim to have a virus, then hollow out one of your teeth for no reason. You say hollowing a tooth out. <laughs> yeah, it drills in your mouth, you're screaming in pain. There's no time for Novocaine, Henry. Luckily, I was, I've was i been on opioids the whole time. <laughs> It's the only thing that keeps me cool here in space where I would otherwise go mad. Pain pills. My calculations don't give much a chance of success, but you're in charge. He says again? Henry, the ninth. I thought we desassed this robot. (laughs) You put on your armor. It's bright crimson with a patrol insignia in gold. You jet to the large sphere Henry has picked as a suspicious spot. This bluff had better work. The bluff where you're dressed as a cop? (laughs) It's a, it's a, hey, we never said we were going to disguise. We just said we we're going to bluff. Yeah. You're a cop. Hey. Yeah, but I've got a hollow tooth, so let me on board. I promise. That is fucking weird, I guess. <laughs> cool. I do want to see that. Yeah. A careful look at the smooth sphere shows you the only entrance. You float in front of it and palm the lock open. That's a weird verb. That's a weird verb. It also suggests it's a pretty bad lock, right? Yeah, if you can make it go away with a secret magic trick move. You can make it go away without even using like your fingers. It's the yeah. minimal amount of dexterity. Well, uh, Mark, have you seen Total Recall? Because that, that is how they activate the machine that terraforms Mars. The space-suited guard who is on the other side is petrified at the sight of a patrol commander. Take me to your boss, you order. Right away. You are led through a maze of corridors until you finally come to an unmarked door. It in there, the guard stammers. You step into what looks like an ordinary office. A distinguished-looking older man is sitting at a desk typing into a computer terminal. Ron, Ron. <laughs> Rot voice. <laughs> what? Yeah! He turns and looks at you. You think he looks frightened, but he sounds normal. <laughs> oh, whack commander! To what do we owe the pleasure? I love Rot voice. Instead of answering, you take off your helmet and put it under your arm. You stare at him. Then you laugh. You're making a real bold power move here. Yeah. Check out my hollow tooth, fucko. <laughs> you can't hurt a man with a hollow tooth, idiot. <laughs> Scared you, didn't I? It's a nice disguise. It just looks like real patrol armor. What? Yeah, I'm delivering that load of swamp virus you wanted. Now he clearly looks startled. Swamp virus? I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. Sure you do. In my hollow tooth. You open your mouth. What is happening? Guys, I think we blew our rant voice on a dead end where we look like idiots and then are sort of like murdered. Oh, he says with a great nod of his head, and your tooth! A large, hard hand comes down on your head and you're knocked unconscious. When you come to, you're in restraints. Enjoy enjoy your stay, a guard says. You won't be here long. What do you mean? I mean, you're going to help us with our experiments. We should be able to grow lots of nasty viruses on you. He laughs. Goodbye. Fuck. The end. Rough. Yeah, let's do the one where we get a job. Let's do the one where we get a hoagie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, Chris, what page was that? 12? 12. 12. You know how I made up a mnemonic device. You guys want to hear it? Sure. Hit me. 12. T-W-E-L-V-E. Hoagie. H-O-A-G-I-E. Same number of letters. Anyways. I guess, I mean, that tracks, sure. Years and years ago, like over, I want to say five or six years ago, I went to New York uh, to visit a friend, and we went to like a ramen place, and the name of that place was Shinobi. And I remember that, and I've always remembered it, because for whatever reason, my brain uh, assigned it to just like... That Welsh band, The Lost Prophets? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, the song Mr. Know-It-All by Kelly Clarkson. So whenever I try to think of the name of that restaurant, I just think of that song, and then Kelly Clarkson goes, Oh, you think that Shinobi, Nobi? And then I remember. <laughs> That's not the real words to Kelly Clarkson. song. Surely though, right? that can't be a, yeah. It's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it as an exercise to the reader to figure out which words I changed. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, do we want to read page 12, which is a dead end, or do we want to find that other one that is not a dead end? What if we just go to the hoagie page and backtrack until we get to the fucking hoagie? Sounds cool. <gasps> All right, here we go. we're here on we the go. fucking page. Okay, so Chris, give us the recap. How did we get to wherever the fuck we just got to? Okay, so uh, we decided to hide behind an asteroid to avoid a radiation storm, uh, noticed a glowing alien door, 
talked to our boss about it. Our boss said, don't worry about it. It's glowing. It's alien. Meh. Get out of there. We got out of there. We noticed another glowing thing, and we investigated that, and then here we are. We literally just combed through this book for like 12 solid minutes, I think, on Audacity, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to find how to get to this hoagie and just chart the quick path to that. So you're welcome. What is the quick path? You know, I think what we learned here today is, you know, there's no such thing as a quick path. Listen, it's all about the destination, not the journey. And that's yeah. why we just cut out the entire journey in favor of a crisp summary so that we can read about a sandwich. What were we thinking? <laughs> Hold on, guys, because this ending is really satisfying. I promise. Uh, it's, it's the ending that uh, the, the command chair turns around and it's Chris eating a sandwich and there's a podcast mic in front of him. Oh, my God. We've come full circle. Oh, my fuck, you guys. If only I had an exile sandwich on me. We find out this was really an origin story <laughs> of the evil power master. Can you um, demand Blair make you an egg salad sandwich real fast without it coming across as, you know, super cringy? <laughs> yeah, imperious and uh, misogynistic? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not? Okay. We're missing the, we're missing the point. A- auditorily, mustard pizza is pretty much the same as egg sandwich. I think there's a goopiness to egg salad that yep. uh, the mustard pizza really just didn't have. Well, sure, the ASMR heads out there will be able to find the difference between eating a fried egg sandwich and, and some mustard pizza. I, there's a world of difference. I get it. But to the layperson, for the joke. Our outtakes would be a great ASMR podcast because it's all just Chris chewing. <laughs> uh, all right. When you get near the ship that's retro firing, you learn that Henry was right. The passengers are surprised to see a patrol vessel since nothing is the matter. You feel a little embarrassed when you tell Henry to compute a new course. That's all right, Commander. All humans make mistakes. See, ceased. he's 100% a Rindoxol forerunner or whatever. Yeah, all, compu- all, all sentient computers in this universe are assholes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You cruise around Pluto and Neptune for hours, but nothing happens. Because <laughs> all you're doing is cruising around Pluto and Neptune and there's no one out there. You don't look too closely. Yeah, you're actually asleep. Henry, do you find this patrol stuff boring too? Please define, Commander. It's a person who's in charge of a mission. Boring. You know, nothing to do. Sit oh, around oh, all Mark, day. Mark, I get it. I'm so sorry. Mark, I get it. That's okay. You want to go back and record some laughter that I can spice in? Ha 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 ha. 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 Cool. Yeah, you can layer those and like change the pitches of them and it'll sound like a bunch of people are laughing at your joke. Uh, pause for edit while I do that so you guys can sit yeah. here just how horrific that will be because I am going to do it. Please. God, I'm <laughs> so looking forward to it. Can you pitch some of them down too so they sound like monsters? Yeah, well, there'll be a good five minutes of me pitching these things around. Yeah. You know, nothing to do, sit around all day, wait for something to happen. There's plenty to do. Write reports, monitor radio transmissions, follow maintenance schedules. Oh, forget it. Define define nerd bullshit. (laughs) I'm going to fix myself a sandwich. Guys, this is the moment we've been waiting for. Yes. 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 You get God, yes. Sandwich, 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 sandwich. You get up from your command couch and mouth watering. I wonder if it's a body mold command couch. Body mold. <laughs> yeah, quick cue. Uh, have, have, did we know it was a command couch this whole time and we weren't just making goofs on that? All right. Also, well, so there's a command chair. Yeah, there's a command chair, a command couch, a command love seat, a command hammock. That's our favorite, the command a hammock. A command chaise, a command, uh, uh, what's the really? Stool? A command a hammock? Command Ottoman? A commandy boy, which is has like a kick up Ottoman recliner. Commandy feature. boy. <laughs> yeah. You have your folding command chair for outdoor pursuits. You get up from your command couch and, mouth watering, head to the galley, thinking about one of your favorite things in the universe a Dagwood sandwich. Lowercase d. Wait, is Dagwood the, uh, the name of a type of sandwich? Has that been true this whole fucking time? Yeah, Dagwood from the from the oh, comics mm-hmm. makes the tall tall sandwich. No, yeah, it's named after Dagwood Bumstead. Yeah, and he makes the famously tall sandwiches. So that should be a capital D, is all I'm saying. It should be, but they, I guess, I guess him being a cartoon character did not copyright it quickly enough. Fuck, man. 
the sandwich is at least 10 centimeters thick and it hits the spot. Gross, gross, gross. It's not the gross. only 10 centimeter thick that I think that has that spot. <laughs> Girls don't have that spot. I don't know if you guys knew that. <sighs> <sighs> Unfortunately, it also makes you sleepy and you nod out in your chair. Yep, because you did it come. <laughs> you wake what feels like hours later. How long have you been asleep? Henry, I must have fallen asleep. What time is it? There is no answer. Turn to 42. You wake up. And it's Rip Van Winkle. You Rip Van Winkle sandwiched yourself. Oh my god, this book keeps going. I feel like I thought that was an ending. Like I literally thought yeah. that was the end. Yeah, there's I was like there's <laughs> that sandwich. It's just like you looking over the good work you did today, enjoying a sandwich. No, see, you know what's happened, you guys, at the beginning of the book, I thought it'd be really funny if we had only vacation. And then our dad caught us and was like, smoke this whole pack of vacation. <laughs> and like now, now we're stuck with vacation until it makes us sick. Everything seems normal. All the ship's systems appear to be operating except for Henry's program. Somehow, Henry isn't there at all, which is very strange. Where can a computer or computer program go? You check the recycle bin. It's not there either. Yeah. You decide to try the radio to see if it works. This is the SREV, the third. This is a test. This is the patrol base Pluto SREV, the third. We read you loud and clear. Is anything the matter? If you just say, Henry is missing, Henry is missing, and then hang up the phone, thus instigating a mystery on Pluto base. If you decide to tell them Henry is missing, if you decide not to tell, not yet anyway, and to investigate some more yourself. I don't know, which one of these is an Indian? Ooh, weird. Which one of these is an Indian? (laughs) Chris is. It's Chris. Guys, it's Chris. Yeah, a bit of a... I know you can't see the spelling of his name, but it is in fact Chris. It's been Chris the whole time. It's Chris. All right. Yeah, let's tell him. I would tell him. I, I miss him. He's my only friend in the entire world, and I want him back. Soldier boy, tell him. You. You listen, Pluto base. My ship's computer is missing. Uh, I mean, the hardware's here, but Henry isn't. Did you lobotomize him like an asshole? Yeah. Which Henry are you on? They only made eight. If you got rid of that one, it's kaputs. This is highly irregular, Commander. You'd better fly to the General Repair Facility, capital G, capital R, capital F, at Moon Base, capital M, capital B, immediately. General Repair Base, uh, General Computers. Weird name for a general, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? Corporal Keyboards. First Mate Firewall? Is that a thing? Thirst Mate? Thirst Mate, yeah. Yeah, Thirst Mate Firewall. Thirst mate, it screens out weird DMs on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems well too thirsty. At the repair facility, you're questioned thoroughly, but nobody tells you what's going on. Finally, you are called into your chief's office. Your chief apparently works at a repair facility, so that's cool. No, you guys, oh my god. What if we've had a psychological break this entire time? There never was a Henry? And it's your chief, yeah, and your chief is like, all right, well, that's it for you on Space Patrol. You have, you've totally lost it. There was never a Henry, fuck, it's, we, listen, we're going to send out Apple two people. This is an Apple II, man. It's just, it's yeah. just a computer. We've been wiping your brain every week and telling you that Venus was only a week away for like 17 years now, and you finally lost it. Get your ass to Mars. The chief is smiling. Well, we found Henry. It wasn't easy, though. It seems that you told Henry to forget it. But Henry can't forget anything that's related directly to ship function. What he could forget was who he is. He forgot himself and virtually disappeared. My God, it's so inconsequential that I don't even remember saying that to him. Anyway, the chief continues, you're dismissed now. Go and say hello to Henry, and then your tour of duty is ended. More like goodbye to him. Go say goodbye to Henry. (laughs) You may start your vacation a little early. Thanks. And have fun. You plan to. The end. Guys, Hoagie took us to best ending. Hoagie was a pretty cool ending. Always eat Hoagies. That's the... It described the sandwich in a lot of detail, which is the most I could have hoped for. Uh Uh-huh. Ten centimeters thick. Mm, mm. Now that's a dagwood I could get behind. (laughs) Tonight, you must all write ten centimeters on the joy of sandwiches. (laughs) Four thousand words. Cool. So... This podcast has gone pretty long. Closing thoughts on Space Patrol, other than it was fucking great. 
we might have done this one dirty by like, listen, if they offer us vacation option, uh, we have to take it, right? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. and I that you know maybe we shouldn't have taken it. I think if well, we revisit this uh, book in the future, honestly, with, we took vacation options so much that it le- led us to an evil plot to conquer the universe with viruses. So like that's true. We could have played that one through to the end. We tried to ruin this book, and it was too good to be ruined. Yeah. No, it's this true. is definitely a win. Um, now the real question is: Is Julius Goodman related to Deborah Lerm Goodman, or John Goodman, or John Goodman, or Gordon Goodman from the Halo series? Not Halo, Half Life. Is that his name's? It's Freeman. His last name's Freeman. I know. Or Matthew. For Goodman. Goodman. Foreman Gridgen. Forbeck Goodman. Don't let the days go by. This has been Booster on Adventure. We fucking lost it. Everything is chaos now. (laughs) Great. We end every Uh, podcast the same way. We just make mouth sounds until someone says Pluplaparoon and then we say our names and then we exit. We never do it intentionally. Star Fox and good night. Yeah. I think it's important that we find Pluplaparoon naturally. (laughs) Anyways, that about does it this week for us here on Booster on Adventure. We hope you've enjoyed being uh, sort of deputized into the space patrol mm-hmm. uh, to see us, uh, to see how we, uh, you know, how the other half lives. <laughs> I've been Ian. I've been Chris. And I've been Mark. Until next time, remember, always choose vacation. responsibly. And vacation. Yeah, choose, choose vacation. Choose hoagies. Hey, listen, I know it's, we haven't even finished recording the episode, but I would love to title it, if I could, Death of Phoenix with Bakugan Eyes. <laughs> you can't hide your Death of Phoenix with Bakugan Eyes. <laughs> Death of Phoenix with Bakugan Eye of the Tiger. No one knows what it's like to be the bad guy. <laughs> to be the ba- sad by Bakugan Behind blue, Death of Phoenix with Bakugan <laughs>